You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico. Okay, so we've got our resident experts back in the studio and Firecracker Vice President Sean Bashir joining Mel and Amanda. And kind of an impromptu podcast today, uh, we're going to tie in. We had, a, we had a big kind of, I call it a life-changing event in our culture, in our softball culture. Um, and the death of Mark Campbell just took place over the weekend. And, and it's not that I want to make this a, a Mark tribute or anything or make it something that it's not, but I do want to tie that into what Sean and I talk a lot about what ultimately what our responsibilities and our roles are in the organization to help provide information, to affect people's experience, uh, help them better. And then given the opportunity to do so. So thank all of you for coming in late notice like usual with me, but for getting here this morning. And the reason that each of you is in here because there's there's an experience level, there's there's a learning curve in all of your uh, softball journeys and paths that to where you're at now versus when, even when I met you, and I'm sure it's it's the same for me. So uh, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about the, the, the impact of the death of, of Mark Campbell, and especially for the responsibility that that I feel that we have. So Amanda, first of all, thank you. Uh, you reached out the other night and said, let's let's get something going for our website, and we took care of that. Sean and I have, have had some good conversations about this. And the biggest thing that I feel on the inside is that I don't want, I don't want 90% of, let's say, our people in our organization who, who we have the responsibility of informing to not know the impact of this death and really the impact of Mark in our, in our, in our culture. And as like we've said so many times, to not wait until something like this happens. But it didn't feel like anything normal. There was nothing ordinary about Mark. And the one thing I want to say, and then I'm going to pass it on to Sean first, because I feel like you had the best insight and got to know him more on a, on a one-on-one basis. Uh, but each of us will share our experiences. It, it, it felt like we lost like John Wayne. It felt like we lost, like we wrote in the, in the article, like American Sniper. It felt like we lost, you know, like the person guarding the country or, or I don't know. And is that because of what he did for a living and the type of man that he was, knowing that he was, you know, a homicide detective and he, he dealt with those ends of things? I mean, why do it's almost like a feel a little less safe for something like the pillars gone. So, but it was such an impact. And I want our people to know that, look, this isn't something that, that we're going to let just go away. I mean, this is the first time we've had a guy in the horse or person really in the middle of things kind of leave us like this. So what are your thoughts on them? Same with you. I mean, Sean, this, this was a heavy one. <clears throat> yeah. Cause for me, um, and first I want to say that, you know, yesterday it was cool to see, um, you know, I know we did a moment of silence at our game. Uh, and I know Mel and I think and, most games did and a lot of games did. So, um, you know, just the respect that he had in the community, um, was immense. But, um, you know, for me, when I first started coaching, you know, and Mark was, was that guy in the younger divisions and his daughter, Jamie is the same age as Amanda. So the, um, the learning curve for me and I, you know, in my reflection after, you know, hearing about Mark was thinking about all those times and then really kind of, kind of starting to realize how much he impacted me. Right. Because in a way that I didn't even understand then, Um, because I knew to, to, for us to have an opportunity to beat his team, I had to be a better coach and I had to be prepared for, you know, all aspects of, of the game. Um, and number one would that would be competitive, right? Cause there's, I don't know if I've ever coached against a guy that is, you know, more competitive than Mark. Um, and even to the point of handshakes at home plate were like epic moments, right? And getting him to give me eye contact, was like a level of respect that took me like two years 
It's not an uncommon story. (laughs) And, you know, the moment that he did, it was almost like I remember going, oh, I think I... I might have made it, right? Like he 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 gave me eye. He contact. knows I'm alive. He said, you know, he, he didn't just do this quick eyes down, handshake, get out of there. We're gonna beat the heck out of you, kind of thing. <laughs> and um, you know, so for me, and it probably wasn't much of an acknowledgement, but no. it was because he's no, he, he didn't ask how I was doing. Guy. No. Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> but he, you know, it, it was like he was a guy that I really felt like you know helped develop me. And you, you, know, knew, you knew pretty instantaneously that this was the standard that was being set down there. It didn't take very long for you no. in the travel world to know that this no. is this is it. it was, and you're not going to get by it. You're not going to sneak past it. You have to be ready for it. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, the games that we have, like to, even to now, like, you know, having coached for quite a while now, obviously, is um, those are some of the best memories, the best games, um, you know, having played against him and um, – you know, those are the memories that were all flashing for me. But Mark was, uh, you know, and as it grew, you know, we played him in high school, Chino versus Pacifica, and we had some really good Chino teams, and he obviously had really good Pacifica teams. And, you know, the moments of those are all still with me and kind of in my memory, and I know the impact Mark had on so many, you know, young athletes and and people alike. And like I said, I I, I mean, I, I we all hurt. Mm-hmm. But I, I know, again, I just the level of respect I have for Mark is probably at the highest of anyone within – within our community. And is it me or is it kind of like that, you know, when you say it, that we hurt, like I think about if, if something had happened to me or you, you know, Mark Campbell would have recognized that something had happened to one of us, but, and he would have acknowledged, I, I believe that he, he felt it, but not this big emotional thing. So I, I almost respectfully don't want to be too, sure. too like uh, about it. Cause you know, I didn't know him as well as so many others, but I can almost like, Hey man, that's not, that's really not about what I stood for. So it is what it is. And, and, you know, so I don't know, I'm in this place of where I feel this impact, but I almost want to hold it tall for him. Yeah. And that's not even, I'm that's probably the fourth way, degree honestly, from the game him, you know? is the game will honor him in that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's, and that's part of our message right yeah. now. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, what, what your experiences with, with Mark and either when you met him or playing against him or working yeah, with him? Yeah, so it, it's funny because after this, we had just played him the week before this had happened in high school and we were having conversations because every time you play a team for Mark Campbell, you have their expectations that you need to meet in order to compete with his teams. And you don't even really look at the record ever, I feel like. You don't know where Pacifica is ranked. Or, and I went to Pacifica, so I'd always right. kind of had him on my radar. Yeah. He's been there for about 10 years, but... You just always knew the kind of team you were going to be playing, regardless of how they're ranked, that they could always beat you. And I never played for him, against him. Um, I remember when he was coaching for Victory, I'd worked with some of the Victory girls. I had done a few things with the organization. And um, and then I remember him going over to the Batbusters and just having a lot of conversations with girls about being intimidated and playing for him, or I don't think I can play for a coach like that, or I don't like playing for a coach like that, but the majority love it when they're in it because he is so intense. And, um, but then he cares. You can just really sense that he cares. And I mean, you've seen all the tributes going out on Twitter and Facebook and from these, like the best of the best girls that you say, oh my gosh, they went through Mark Campbell, you know, cause he's just that kind of guy that, um, he's just happy with developing and putting in his, right. you know, putting his stamp on him and passing him along because he's a part of that developmental process. And he's, and he was just happy and humble and, but just one of the best that there was. There's not very many of those kinds of coaches that are okay with 
being in the background of something huge, you know, and you don't realize the kind of role that he plays until it's not there anymore. You he know, wasn't there to be in, in the front of it. And he is, yeah. he was those players reality. So the reality was it wasn't going to be sugarcoated. The reality was it, it was going to get real. So so you found out your own reality. So it was like reading Lini's post, Lini Korea, who played for him, played for us, and and the the growing and the development that took place with her. But it was a very hard reality, hard reality as a coach. See. Us three, we, you know, we came up kind of together. So me on the front end with you and then, and then where Mel came up, but he was just under us. Like he, so as we all kind of came up, he came up in the under division. So there wasn't a lot of crossing as far as competitiveness goes. So I was really aware of him as a figurehead of what he was doing. And then through Norm Perez, uh, being able to acquire some of those players and realizing, my gosh, I mean, they were trained machines. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. so, so I, like I said, second or third step experience for me and I, I've only had a few conversations with him, but they were very real. They were very short. Yeah. And they're very, and he expressed some certain things to me of what he wished, but it wasn't a lot of sugarcoating. So, but the impact, even not being directly, the impact was amazing. And again, I just think that's our responsibility. Like, please, coaches, listen, take a second. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm always proud of our teams. We're proud of our players, but maybe this week, just just tone it down just a little bit and just let this thing kind of, kind of write itself out. But, well, I wouldn't, when we were talking, it just, I think the biggest impact was it just humanized, you know, the sport and we, we get in our own bubble, right? Like we, the, we make the sport bigger than what it is. And somebody like that, you feel like is invincible, right? You know, you never think that something like this would happen to somebody like that. Right. And then when it does, it, you have to take a step back and really put things in perspective and maybe start understanding the people in your life and the kind of impact they're having and appreciate that a little bit more because, you know, you don't want to be the ones sitting here like woulda, shoulda, coulda because that happens yeah, right. a lot. Well, and a great point. And that's really the the main reason why we're here is to, is to kind of translate that over, kick that over into how we can give advice to coaches on, on making sure that you maintain your own balance because we're the only ones that can look out for, for each other. We're the only ones who can look out for ourselves. We can only the ones that look out for each other. We are in a service industry. So I don't expect the parents and players to be looking out for us. And it's nice when they care, but that's not their job. Their job isn't to tell us when to take a rest or when to take some time off. And so what ends up happening is through the noble calling is we do this over and over and over <clears throat> until something bad happens. And we don't want that. So um, even at the college level, uh, the the national broadcast, so you know, even at that level, you know, the mention there, because now you start talking about all the players that filtered through him came up and ended up on that biggest stage, whether it's college world series or anything else. So that impact to that level was, is just ridiculous. And that's a level that you understand. And, and bringing Mel in is again, that main point to our coaches is life balance, you know, uh, there are some coaches that are just machines, and uh, I know at least one of them sitting at this table. What is that? And, and that is the amount of hours and miles that you are putting in to do what you need to do. And you know, the beginning of our relationship was about the equity and the sweat equity and blood equity. But gosh, on in, in realizing this, I mean, there are a lot of people putting in their time and paying their dues. But the life balance is so important. So, Mel, what you know, we've had articles that you've written. You've talked about this stuff. You're 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 sustaining right now a, a culture, even within your your team environments. But what advice do you have for our coaches on understand the importance of of maintaining some balance in their life? Well, I mean, I think it's just if we have balance, the kids have balance. If we're always there, we're always going then that's all the kids see. It's like, okay, everything's softball, 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 seven days a week. There, There is no break for them. There is no nothing. And then 
you see a lot of burnout. You see a lot of like, oh, okay, you know, me and Sean had a conversation, you know, and we were talking about what Mark was doing this weekend and both of us were like, we're doing the exact same thing, you know, out at high school, out at travel on Saturday night, out at travel practice on Sunday. So it's like, we're all doing similar things. Um, you think that's kind of what scares some people is, is realizing that we're me. all, we're, we're yeah. living that life, same lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, very, very much so. Um, for me, it, it comes down to how I was raised. There's always something else. Like there was always something else to do, you know, not being a one sport athlete, not having just interest in one place, but always having somewhere where that game didn't matter. Practice didn't matter. Nothing mattered. It was just, I get to go do this. I get to have fun. And I get to, like, for me, it's bowling. I get to compete still and do that, but it's outside of softball. Well, in the fun kind of superficial layer, we can perceive what you do as, man, Mountain Mel, like, she takes time to go do her stuff. But now we talk about this big principle. It's like, well, wait a minute, Mel unplugs she unplugs from softball she unplugs to travel she unplugs to bowl she unplugs and all of a sudden i'm realizing wow she's really teaching something like it's really important and and amanda uh, you know you've been through all the ambition of the sport the stresses of the sport the achievement of the sport setting that standard that we've talked to every time that we're in here and and finding your own balance in life has a lot of that come from having your family you know your kids your yeah, it had to. It took a while to adjust to it right. also because, like you said, Mel, it's when you're in this kind of a business, when you go through softball at that level and you continue on to life, it doesn't stop. Like your ambition doesn't stop. Your goal setting doesn't stop. It's always, what can I do next? And you have to figure out a way to feed your soul and just step back and find out a way to, or figure out a way to kind of unplug. And for me, it was a family. Like I had to slow down when you have kids, they speed up and I have to slow down and I have to figure out how to enjoy being quiet, you know, with the kids by myself, not looking for that next thing. And it's been hard, but. Because that's not the mentality that led your teams to the championships that you won. That's not the mentality that gave you the ability to do things that others couldn't do. So it becomes almost like a compromise of yourself and, and it's never to change who you are, but how can you pull that back? The one that, that took the flag and ran and made it happen. I mean, that's what you are as players, but you, you owe it to yourself. That's the message from someone older, right? It's like, you owe it to yourself. And then when you're younger, you're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. you know, and again, how you got that message so early, it was your parents. Very much so. Because a lot of us don't so. get that message, you know, the right way. And like every softball trip, my mom was like, we're going to go see the town. We're going to go do this. We're going to have like a mini vacation afterwards, whether nationals was in Tennessee, Georgia. No, we're going to go see what the city's about. We're going to go experience that. And so awesome. it's not just a softball trip. No, this is now a family vacation. So let's say Addie becomes very ambitious and she wants to, you know, and she's going to go for whatever she settles into. But are you going to become a little more like I think of like Stacey Newman's parents that they would, you know, when you guys were on tour, they would keep her in the hotel one night, say, no, she's not going to go. out. She's going to stay and watch a movie with us. You know, I remember that very clearly because I remember how how strong minded Tom was in telling me that she doesn't need to be subjected to this every night. I know it's great TV coverage, all this stuff, but tonight she's staying inside. So I imagine that's going to be a challenge. You got a handful. Yeah, it is. But I feel like I have a pretty good perspective on like my journey and um, the good and what could be, what could have been better and what I want to give to my kids and be for my kids as they go through whatever it is that they choose. And it's going to be tricky, obviously, because it's hard to step back and not see like the steps that you need to go through to get to where you need to get to. 
you know, but it's not my journey. Really. How, how is Addie right now? Is she does she pretty diverse? She likes to try different things, or is she starting to like one or two things that kind of stick? No, out? she's all over the place, yeah, which is great. Yeah, right. And I love it. And I, you know, I she just started softball, and I love that she's she's got bat speed. <laughs> That's what everybody says. She, she went there. She went there. Oh my god! Not gosh. a whole lot of anti-coordination. Wait a minute. No, but it's funny. You don't have a like... sensor on her back, do you? <laughs> no, no. And but the funny thing is, is I could say this stuff because it it cracks me up because I'm so not that parent. Joe's more of the parent than I am. But after softball, she tells me how much she misses soccer, and I'm like, all right. And then she wants to dance the next day, and it's Loved like, it, but that's great. Yeah, yeah, I love that, and it's. But I think that's what's fun too. Is like. All of our journey is probably pretty comparable to, you know, other sports. So whatever it is that she chooses to do, every lesson that we're talking about in here can be related to any other. So I want to see her when she's about 10 or 11 because that's the first time I saw you swing a bat and it's going to be that same little – you had the little wrist <laughs> flick. So that, 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 that's flick. awesome. She's got, she's got the bat speed. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I would expect her to or at least one of your kids to have something. You never, you, you never yeah. know, right? Yeah, it's funny. So that's a big part of it. And then, Sean, you and I um, – a little bit different learning curve. I mean, we've got a couple years on these young ladies here. And, and so it becomes a matter of like, uh, sometimes it's a health scare. So for so many coaches, and it happened to me, and it's mildly happened to you more so that like it happens to a lot of coaches, but then all of a sudden you get scared and something happens to you. And then you have a choice, you know, you start listening to your doctor and you start listening to your body and you start making different choices. And all of a sudden, you know, me realizing that, uh, gosh, probably my, in my entire a decade of my thirties, I, I think I probably had less than twenty homemade meals. I probably was was drive through, <laughs> and you know everything was about on the go and going. And realizing now what I was doing to myself, and then later on, kind of getting the story from your doctor, and then uh, you know you think forties, you're younger, and you think forties a benchmark, and you're like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good there. And then you hit fifty, and then I had a doctor tell me fifties like you know that that transmission in your car, like he goes, just things just start happening at fifty, so you never know, but you need to keep an, an ear on it. So so Sean and I have been through some things, and 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 right now he's burning it at both ends, but it's. You're understanding now the importance of health. You're understanding the importance of take that time to go see your daughter play. Like trying you know. to, yeah, you know, and it's it's still hard because um, I'm an accountability guy. So like everything I, I you know I try to preach is just about um, you know whether it's being on time to workouts, whether all those type of things that you're trying to provide for them. And I'm a believer. Like if I don't do it, you know, I'm not true to what I'm teaching. Right. So the best example is going to be that I'm that guy. That I you know I'm there for them. That I show up that I'm on, you know, that I'm not setting the example, setting the example, you know, and my dad was in the military. And so there's things that he's always, you know, you know, uh, had a, as far as what were important to him and right. my raise uh, up, uh, um, obviously that being raised. Um, but, you know, I felt, you know, even like Colorado, which is probably the hardest week for me because teams that we have are spread out and, um, you know, camp and different things. And, uh, you know, the early part of the, you know, my forties, you know, I didn't feel it as much. The, like the last two years, you know, when that week's over, I'm, I'm like tapped, like I can't, you know, and it's like the difference between, you know, now being 47 years old versus, you know, seven years ago, six years ago, whatever it would have been, you know, I can see it. And again, it's, it's drive-throughs. It's, it's not healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, so it's hard because even with high school, you know, Amanda's playing right now and, you know, I've already spoke to Mike, you know, about this in regards to next year, Amanda's going to be a senior, and the idea of seeing her play as much as possible, I have to, Yeah. you know, but then of course I feel like I'm letting down, 
you know, players and, and people. But isn't and, that and part of our message? Like, yeah. like, because, because now how many relatable stories, right? How many coaches are like, yeah, well, that's what we do. And so there's that calling. Mm-hmm. So, so to let them know that's exactly what you feel, but then you also have some advice for them. And that is when you, when you do hear that calling. Making sure, you know, I, I mean, I have a physical next week, you know what I mean? Just, you know, I'm, you know, I, you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself and, um, you know, cause then no, you know, you know, the saying, you know, today, um, tomorrow is not promised. Right. So we have to make sure we do those type of things. And even if this is a reminder and even in the respect of Mark is, is doing things to make sure that we take care of ourselves and the community understands how important it is because, um, you know, your health and your family and those type of things are, are the most important, you know, and think, think of the lack of ultimate training that our coaches like they don't get. And so the amount of stress that so many grassroots coaches go through. So you may be physically fit, you may be looking good, but the amount of stresses. Stress, and, yeah. and as one doctor said to me, remember stress, Tony, isn't just bad things that happen. It's the amount of things that you have going on in your life. So kids all day long, whatever it is, whatever, there's the amount of stress. And I didn't want to go. I wanted to look the other way. I wanted to, and then all of a sudden you can't deny something that's going on on the inside of you. So you have a choice, be on the front end of it, be on the back end of it. I, 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 I wouldn't say I'm a hypocrite if I say be on the front end of it when I learn through being on the back end of it, but that's where the learning curve comes in and the advice that I have for people. And is it a gender thing? Is it harder for guys to go see the doctor, easier for girls or, or, or women deny as well? Is, is, is your physical maintenance more part of like being a woman, you have to get checked for certain things and, and you get used to it or because it's so easy to say that guys just don't want to go to the doctor. Um, for me, I don't want to go to the doctor. I mean, like I, yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, I don't think it's so anything. Like so it's, it's really for, yeah. it's for everybody out there. Go. And we're all afraid of the, what they may say. Yeah. 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 Right? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> then, but then all of a sudden you're there. Yeah. Okay? All of a sudden you have the uh, whatever it is and you're there. And you're in the hospital. You're having your test. You're having your surgery. Whatever it is. Uh, I'll tell you the worst part is being sick and not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part. So just go. You would be amazed at uh, – you know, I, I had that experience where I had the talk from uh, a, a young, great cardiologist and said, you're, you're, you're done. You know, I took it as this. You're done having fun and eating all the things you want to eat. You're done. <laughs> you're done. And so I saw my uh, I saw the our, my main cardiologist. I actually set up another appointment because I don't know. It just wasn't. I just didn't like the, where it was. So I just wanted him to confirm what the young doctor had told me. And my cardiologist probably in his 70s. So I said, hey, uh, Dr. So-and-so gave me the talk last time. And he, and he looked up doesn't have much to say. He goes, look, looked up. He goes, what talk is that? And I said, no red meat, no this, no that, no anything. He looks up and he looks down and he doesn't look up. And he goes, Tony, he goes, with the medications we have today, the statins I'm going to put you on, he goes, I'm telling you, he goes, your numbers are good. There's no reason why you couldn't have a steak a week. And I like looked at him. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't, don't play around. Like, don't. And he just looked at me. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me. It's not going to. And so, so now checkups. You know, and again, hey, tomorrow lightning hits. Like there's no, it's not saying I feel great about the future. I feel great about my, my numbers and being on that side of it. But what did it take? A little diligence, like anything else, a little monitoring. And to go back to what you had said, Sean, I, I, I'm that story of it took me 20 years. To, you know, I thought by going home every weekend to, to John, you know, that I was around. No, I wasn't. I wasn't there for John. So 20 years later, I'm spending time with him right now. So, you know, every time, where's Rico? He's not here. He's not there. He's with his son, goddammit. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm spending time. And it took me 20 years. And I've watched great coaches do what they love, answer the calling, sure. pass away, 
except the problem was I saw the looks in their daughter's eyes and they wish they would have saw dad more. And, and, you know, and I saw that, I, I saw that. And so don't feel bad for it. You'll know when there's a balance. I know in my heart, whether I'm putting into this company and trying to provide for people or not. And the people on the inside know, but the balance to the calling, right? There's got to be a balance because the calling will have you overdo it. Don't you think? Oh yeah. And I think, I don't know if, you know, not that it's um, a family needs to think in that way, but they maybe don't really realize um, how much work goes into doing what we're doing, especially for those that are, you know, you know, whether it's lessons, you know, all night weekends and, you know, most have the other jobs and they're getting up at five or six in the morning and doing that and then getting to, to the field. And, you know, so their one situation of their one child and their thing. And of course, they all have lots going on, but they don't maybe recognize what the that coach or the program puts into getting the things that they want. Right. They sure. want to be in the right program on the right team and have interest from colleges and whatever it is and get the best lessons. And, um, you know, but the toll it takes on those individuals that are actually operating that. Um, within our industry, you know, to where, again, like to say, hey, you know what, Sean needs to just go see Amanda this weekend and don't text him and don't email him and give him three days so he can just spend time with his with his kid or something, right? And I think that's something that, again, not that they're purposely wishing us ill will, you know, it's because it's they're into their moments of doing what they're doing, but maybe uh, this is an, a time for people to realize, you know, again, the efforts that are made by so many at the sacrifice of so much. It's a great point. I, you know, our target audience for this podcast, everybody I want to listen, but it's for coaches. So, because ultimately we have to protect each other. There's nothing built into our system that protects our health. There's nothing built into our system that recognizes 30 years of service. There's nothing built into our system that will guarantee that the legacy of Mark Campbell or Norm Perez or, you know, Bill Owens just passed away. You know, so he'd been around forever. So many people don't even know him. And gosh, all I can see is just game after game in the 90s and early 2000s of him in that high chair going to watch a game and always the most pleasant guy. Hey, how you doing? And he was a guy known for teaching the changeup. But, but again, and, and he did, he, I'm sure he didn't want anything. He wasn't asking for anything. But where is it built in to just say thank you and to say thank you to his, to his families? Because, you know, even someone like Bill, there was someone that he wasn't seeing on the weekends for all of that. So, you know, I am just implore our coaches to, to listen to some of this. And if you don't have, um, well, I guess when you're younger, you have a parent that says we're going on a trip, yeah. you know, and then when you're a player, you may or may not have a parent that says, uh, uh, you know, this player's staying in, or maybe you do or don't have a spouse or a partner that says they're staying home tonight. So if you don't, to thine own self be true because I, I I ultimately make my own decisions is is don't wait until something scares the heck out of you and then all of a sudden you're you're just kind of realizing and then every little is like what's that what's that it's just part of it and now uh, it's time to appreciate maybe you know and again whether you're 35 40 appreciate someone in their 60s 70s you know listen to that advice heed that 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 conversation a little bit more where it was just a conversation but it's like well wait a minute why is so and so still getting around how often do they go to the doctor i mean coach norm used to say hey listen there isn't a hole that hasn't been explored and he goes just tell me what doctor you're going to see and i'll tell you how to get the most out of the appointment uh, you know and, and and norm used to like it most when at the at the airport because he had the pace baker and so he couldn't go through the regular checks checkpoint so he always had to get the wand he goes i tip that guy five bucks if he takes that wand it just puts it <laughs> anyways a norm joke but you're, you're oh, seeing you're seeing how he even to the end 
how uh, I'm sure that there were some fears and stuff in there, but how he just compartmentalized his own health and you look at it and go, well, even we need those those role models. So like I said, that's that's really the point of this podcast this morning is, you know, we have to look out for each other and, and, and each of us here is finding our own life balance. And I'm proud of the experience that we all bring to this table because none of us are where we were 10, 15, 20 I'll say 10 or 15, I'm yeah, 25 um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm plus not, not that. on that one though. So, <laughs> so um, I, 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 that's it. I mean, and that's, that's, I just wanted to keep this quick. I wanted to cover what had happened. You know, coaches, uh, we'll figure out how, I, I don't like to get cheesy, corny, uh, but we got to keep the legacy going. We've got to remember what people like Mark did. You know, I always think, I don't know why I get a picture. I know statues are expensive. Uh, maybe it's something, I don't know, but someplace <laughs> there is a park and there's yeah. a place where I would love that if we can see kind of like in the ASA hall of fame, you know, where they have that, but someplace where we could see the figureheads, it has nothing to do with whether you agreed with them, you liked them, sure. whether they were on the inside, a good person, whatever it has to do with what they did. And for the reasons they did it. I have no problem. There's plenty of talk about me, but no problem with people benefiting from the business aspect of this sport right now. It's beautiful that we're here, but just have some ethics to do it and what you're doing. Get there the right way and don't feel bad for that either. Don't feel bad for providing a service and a product or something that really is is meaningful and pur- purposeful to people. Um, I do need to mention, I don't want to forget about this because we're really excited. We haven't talked about this, but you got a pod- podcast going now. And so yeah. you got another site. So t- tell us about it. What's going on with it? Because it's a... I love it. Tell, tell us what's going on. Yeah, it's it's really new. So Perfect Game Baseball has been around for a really long time on the baseball side, obviously. They've done a Sirius XM radio show for the baseball part, and they just incorporated college softball. So it's a Perfect Game college softball show on Sirius, and it's Channel 84 ESPNU. So it's, awesome. nice. it's so much fun. It's just once a week, Monday evenings at 8 p.m., and I just get to sit around and Talk to the best in the business. I mean, yeah. I've already so, talked to so Heather far Tall you've had a couple, and right? Alameda yeah. and Pat Murphy and I mean some great recruits and Rachel Garcia and it's wow. so it's it's been so much fun. So where do we find it again? Uh it's Sirius XM Radio, channel eighty four, eight PM Pacific. Awesome. Do you host it by yourself? No, Darren Sutton is um yeah, my yeah. co-host. So yeah, yeah awesome. we've worked for quite a few So does a lot there. of the broadcasting games yep. too. And then, yeah. you know, recognize the last name. And, and yeah. uh, so dad was a pretty good ball player, you know, back in the day. But that's awesome, Amanda. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So keep Thank us you. posted. I right? will. Okay. A little Amanda Brashear, Maryland name drop. On yeah. I will. So she can do a <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> and and uh, what, what's going on next? Uh, so we've got all kinds of high school craziness and, and fun happening. So what, what you got coming up? What do I have coming up? I actually feel like the one question everyone asked me is like, where, where are you traveling to next? I'm like, uh, Colorado? Like, I don't know. Like, in a couple of months. Uh, but you guys are in the middle of high school season. So. Yeah, we're in the middle of high school season, which we've been able to play each other already. Uh, yeah. I think Amanda beat. Yeah, I, I am yeah. Uh, 0 for 2 at this table. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I'm 0 for 2 at yeah, this table. It's 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 March. Who cares? Yeah, the journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about the, the, the season May. Still, the still, so season still has to play out. Even though I don't think you guys are going to get them again. Right? That's it. No, no, no. It's yeah. just our that's one it. game. So yeah. and so, high school going well? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I tell yesterday, but uh, <laughs> you know, we had we had a first inning of uh, kind of welcome to the to the <laughs> to the, to the, the uh, welcome to the show, and got a little nerves in the circle, and six walks and seven runs at the end of the yeah. first inning kind of did us in, but. Overall, uh, we're young, talented. I think we can be really good. We've shown signs. We're I think we're eleven and four. Um, so yeah. So isn't isn't the best part of what we do down here though is you have two conversations. It's like you know. So either 
it, you're not everything you thought you were and let me help you through this or hey not everybody's cut out for this and that's okay too somewhere you have to help the players understand you know because if they're going to get there that's our job to help them learn through that and sometimes it's a situation of like it's okay like now you've seen the lion and go stand outside the zoo on the next step it's a little bit different because everybody's got a place right and when you're talking about again facing the one percent it's, it's a different mentality. It's a different, so. Yeah. It's a, it's uh, a, we've, Alyssa has pitched really well for us. Alyssa Argamanas and, mm-hmm. and done a great job. But yesterday we played Norco and that just became more for her in the mindset of what it was. Because once she settled down, which of course at that point, unfortunately was a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. She threw three or four more innings and and you know was fine. And there it is. And there and there's so there's the back end of the story of the game. But those signature teams, whoever's on top, and they're that machine, or they're you know that that's always a great experience. It, it's tough when you're in the middle of a tough learning experience. Oh, yeah. But in the, in the big picture, shoot, you'd rather have that than not have it, right? Right. Like I told her, the ability to suck and survive, right? Like knowing how. <laughs> Put that on to, a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I like <laughs> so, that. Season's motto: We're going to suck but survive. survive. <laughs> That's you know, funny. I, she's done well. She pitched yeah. really, really good against us. Like phenomenal, a two-to-one ball game. So. And I'm just a fan of the family, so I mean, yeah, me and great the, family, and the good kid. What so. Rogers done and everything else, so, so, so yeah. So, but you'll take care of it, Sean. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, do your job. Yeah, we get to play them again in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. All right, so <laughs> we'll do another we'll podcast. Stay, well, we'll, yeah, we'll stay tuned podcast. for that. It's better than like actually like next week. Okay, here oh, we yeah. go. Twice. We got a little bit of breathing time, so maybe yeah. if you or right back at it. If you take care of that game and get to CIF and do pretty well there, I can get you on a serious FM. Yeah, man, it can bring me on. Well, the good thing is we're like you're CIF or D two, so. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Actually, all three of us you. are. So. Oh, good. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks, you guys. Thanks for coming in. And uh, people out there, looks at relatable stories. Um, you know, uh, just take care of yourselves. Look out after each other. And, uh, you know, everything goes by so fast. But uh, that, that, that term, smell the roses or whatever you got to do, just, just enjoy it while it's happening. I just appreciate you guys coming in. And we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.